The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so the fallout then from the economic activity or limited economic activity in KZN continues. You would have heard over the weekend um, the Hilton Hotel being one of the latest to say that it'll be shutting its doors as it's simply not making enough revenue. I think they said they would be taking um, um, bookings until about the 11th of January uh, would indefinitely be closing down but are hopeful that they might reopen in future. Ravi Pillay is the MEC for Economic Development Tourism and Environmental Affairs in KZN. Good morning and thanks for your time, MEC. Hi, good morning, Kathy. Uh, good morning to your listeners and thank you for the opportunity. The Hilton Hotel, of course, uh, the announcement around it shutting its doors is one that made headlines, but it's just one of many businesses that uh, are reeling from the impact of COVID-19. Absolutely. Um, I think the sector as a whole, the tourism and hospitality sector as a whole, is definitely the hardest hit. Uh, With regard to the Hilton, uh, it is a landmark um, hotel in the CBD of of Itegrini, and uh, and therefore uh, it's made the headlines, I think, for that particular reason. Uh, We've been in engagement with them for some time, um, and while we regret it, we understand uh, that they simply can't make the books balance uh, for some time now. Uh, We did engage with possible relief measures uh, but could not offer anything that was beyond what was available to the sector as a whole. Uh, So, for example, Itchigwini offered a a rate rate payment, uh, not quite a holiday, but a deferment uh, which they could pay back in about, you know, after 18 months and agree on a payment plan. Uh, But that was not quite enough. Mm. We understand also that uh, this is part of the Hilton Group decision worldwide, and I'm told that it's up to a thousand hotels worldwide uh, that are suffering the same fate, uh, and I believe the Hilton in Cape Town as well. Um, but the, we, what we are hopeful is that this is a temporary closure. Uh, they themselves have said so to us as to when it will reopen. I think that's the key question, and that depends largely on how the COVID-19 pandemic unfolds, the, the vaccination program, and really the rebuilding of, of, of confidence uh, mm. in, in the economy and the confidence of people to move. Of course, the other unique thing about the Hilton Hotel is that it's part of the ICC, the International Convention Center Complex, and, and they have a what I would call a symbiotic relationship. Uh, the ICC, again, for the same reasons, uh, I think they've had to cancel, or rather they've had canceled uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, maybe up to 400 events and even going forward into the future. Um, and that obviously has an effect on the customer base of, of, of the ICC. Mm. Um, so on the other hand, a little bit positive is that there's a Hilton uh, Garden Inn, new one that has opened in the Marble Arch um, new development in the Mishlanga, uh, but that's uh, really one green shoot uh, among in a dire situation. Uh, we're going to work with the sector, tourism sector as a whole. Uh, we're very aware that the relief measures are, are not quite enough. Um, nationally, there was the program of $200 million for the tourism sector, but it was for the SMMEs, really, uh, which was 50,000 rand each. I think our share of that was about 650 beneficiaries. 
I think the Western Cape got 900 and Gauteng got 1,200. Uh, we are trying to put some a little bit of money together to offer SMMEs. I think, um, but the bigger players, um, you know, we uh, unfortunately have to, apart from the TERS um, scheme, which was there to protect workers, and that's something we we are motivating for an extension of the TERS scheme, at least for the hospitality uh, tourism sector. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are waiting decisions on that one. Of course, uh, one of the things about the, the the closures of such big and significant businesses is that the ripple effect then is also felt much widely than just, you know, customers being unable to book accommodation at the Hilton. There's also suppliers who now effectively no longer have the kind of contracts that they used to. No, absolutely. I mean, my first and main concern are the approximately 200 workers who are, they've already retrenched or put on short time, um, uh, I think about 150 on the first wave. And now they were running on what for them would be a skeleton staff of about 56, uh, 95% of whom would be now be affected. So the, the first concern would be the workers. Uh, but you're quite correct. The ripple effect suppliers um, uh, from food to the cleaning services to the security services, um, and then, as I say, linked to the ICC. I mean, the ICC, I think the 18-19 financial year contributed something like $6.1 billion to the Tegueni uh, economy, mm. and that's now down to virtually zero. And all those would have been employed in the ICC as well. And every tourism establishment, in fact, the you know, they say the SMMEs are the future, and uh, a thousand SMMEs employing five people each, you know, um, is is much bigger impact than ten big ones uh, employing a hundred each. Mm-hmm. So, so, but it's across the scale. I think you know that we need to just we have to, you know, um, buckle up for some tough times. Uh, we're hoping that by between March and June, we would start to see some kind of revival and pick up. Uh, but the jury's still out, as you know. Um, even we've been just being through our, or still are being through, going through our second wave, the peak of our second wave. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, we went up to 6,000 infections a day in KwaZulu-Natal two days ago. Uh, yesterday was a bit hopeful, came down to 3,500 new infections, uh, but we can't judge that on a daily figure. Uh, hopefully the seven-day figure that we will evaluate uh, at the end of the week will give us a better picture. Uh, of course, my understanding is that you also have a, a number of other big brand hotels that, that are facing uh, some strain right now. Uh, talk to me about Fem and Zimbali and what's happening with them and other fears that they too may shut their doors. Yeah. The, the Fairmont uh, in Zimbabwe is, is a little bit of a unique case. Yes, they have closed. They've been business rescue. Uh, but they must not be confused with the greater uh, Zimbabwe resort and all the apartments that are there, mm-hmm. most of which are privately owned. And in fact, my initial figures that are coming through is that they were quite successful in the December period with you know, bookings on, on, on the apartment side. But the, bus- the hotel itself, the Fairmont Zimbabwe Hotel itself, is in business rescue. Uh, we are, and that, I say it's a bit unique. Obviously, the, the COVID-19 was the uh, final um, uh, difficulty that made them go into that. Um, I think they had other issues before that. Uh, but 
certainly the COVID-19 uh, was the final uh, factor that forced them into to business rescue. Mm. Uh, they understand that uh, we told that there are three enterprises that have shown interest, uh, but that's a negotiating process. But I'm absolutely confident that that will uh, resuscitate uh, uh certainly before the end of the year. Let's talk about support then, MEC, because by the sounds of it, it's becoming even more crucial for some of these businesses to be supported if, in fact, they are to um, find some kind of revival. And, you know, uh, the Hilton, perhaps, given the fact that it is a a multinational company, may find means of, of surviving. But certainly that would not be the case for some of the SMMEs in South Africa that that are supplies and part of the the the, the chain of supply for uh, for these companies. No, absolutely, um, uh, that's the point I, I made earlier. I, we, we think that the original two hundred million relief was uh, important. Uh, it, it helped, uh, but as I gave you the numbers, you know, six hundred and fifty odd beneficiaries in case then. Uh, even for those who received it, it would have not been enough to carry them through for a whole whole year. Uh, for the employees concerned, I think the TERS scheme was an important intervention and um, ensured survival for, for many of the workers at, at least. And uh, that's why I said we're arguing for an con- extension of the TERS scheme, but that depends on the on the national fiscus. And I think the president is still to, to speak on the details of the economic recovery side. I think the focus has been on the hard health aspects of the COVID-19 and, and the vaccine rollout. Um, we ourselves are, are looking at ways to, um, I, I don't want to raise expectations, but, you know, for example, from catered in tourism, we realized some savings, a very small amount of about 20 million rand, which we want to build up, uh, build upon uh, to be able to offer some relief. The problem, of course, is that, you know, any relief uh, cannot be discriminatory and has to be offered across the board or have criteria, you know, which qualifying people can objectively be, uh, be, be assessed. So the, the point is, of all the sectors, um, the tourism sector has got the most difficult conditions um, because customers require that confidence. Um, interestingly, uh, you know, I think the second wave knocked us uh, out of our uh, straps, so to speak. Uh, in December, the figures that we got was... Uh, 55% occupancy for the greater Chagwini area where the volume would have been, but both the south coast and the north coast um, was at 80% and the Drakensberg was at 100%. Um, gave them a little bit of leeway to to survive, but 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 not enough. Uh, the holiday period itself would have been shorter this year. Schools only closed on the 15th of December. Normally the Holiday period would have been starting in late December, late November, and probably going up to at least 15th of January. So this year was a much, much shorter period. So, so, so that's a downside. So despite those encouraging figures, um, it's going to help, but not quite enough to sustain those businesses for a long period. So. so yeah. Yeah. So, so then what kind of year uh, are you projecting uh, for, for yourselves? And I suppose that there would also be uh, some emphasis on, on, on recovery. When do you think that the province will be able to enter into the space of being able to, to, to recover? 
Well, as far as the tourism sector is concerned, uh, clearly it's going to be utterly and completely dependent on the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and how, how it pans out. Uh, infection rates drop, uh, vaccine rollout, uh, development of, you know, raising of confidence of people to be able to, to go out. Um, of course, there's the other factor about the disaster regulations, uh, also serious, uh, serious impact uh, Vicar for all its negative side, and we understand why it, uh, the, the motivation is for the prohibition on liquor, but liquor is a very important part of the entertainment and hospitality industry. The lockdown hours for restaurants uh, and even casual visitors to hotels all have a cumulative uh, effect. So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that by end of February, March, we start to see a, a, a return, a gradual return, and, and hopefully by June, July holidays, we, we'd be able to see a significant uh, re-establishment of our normal trade or, or a long way towards that. Mm. But again, the jury's out on the COVID-19 second wave and then how we manage it. Uh, one of the residents of uh, KZN actually is has gotten in touch with us, Frank in, in Maritzburg. And uh, he's talking about some of the walkabouts that you've been doing. And uh, he's highlighting Peter Maritzburg Street in particular as a super spreader event, saying that uh, there's no social distancing there, no mask wearing and very little enforcement. Um, was that one of the areas that, 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 that you covered? Yes, we did do a, a campaign. It's, it's continuous, but we did have a high-profile campaign in, in, in Peter Marisburg, the, the CBD area. Uh, that was before the new lockdown regulations and the you know, compulsory uh, wearing of, of, of masks. Yes, we were, we were very disappointed, and uh, some of the businesses in particular, the hair salons, the beauty salons uh, in, in downtown was particularly concerning. Uh, in a very small space, uh, uh, 30, 40 people, uh, very poor ventilation, uh, poor mask wearing. Uh, but we think that campaign helped to raise the profile and there was enforcement. Uh, of course, since the new regulations have come in place, as you would know, that uh, the police now have the power to, to enforce the wearing of masks uh, and can have somebody arrested, as people have been arrested if they refuse an instruction to, to wear the mask. So we've seen an, a significant improvement. Uh, the, the other factor, of course, is funerals, and the president spoke to some extent on, 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 on that. But even there, we, you know, we, our systems are becoming quite sharper. Uh, for example, yesterday I had a referral from the uh, Department of Health saying, look, here's a funeral that's going to happen. This is the documentation that's being released. The family is insisting on taking the body today, although the funeral is tomorrow. And that's, not, that's a no-no, you know, in terms of, although culturally we know uh, our people uh, have the tradition of keeping the body overnight, but that's a real no-no. But the point I'm making there is that the, that referral from the Department of Health uh, compelled me in my capacity as an MEC champion for, for that particular district to activate systems right down to the local mayor uh, and to the ward councillor to go to that home and make sure that that does not take place in a persuasive way. Um, so, so those are other matters. Of, you know, there's a, a lots of uh, minute detail on, on, on practices that we have to coordinate and enforce.
And, 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 and so when then it comes to the enforcement and the compliance issues that you have been dealing with, um, are there alternative ways in which you're trying to reach out to communities outside of just leaving it in the hands of law enforcement officers? No, I think we 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 very very clear that the 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 effort must be ninety percent education and persuasion, and and ten percent enforcement. Uh, we are as and I think it's happening nationally. I hope, but certainly in our province, we're act- activating our Operation Suguma Saka system. Uh, that takes the program down to to ward level. Uh, we have the national command council. We have provincial command councils. We've had district command councils operating for some time. Uh, now we are taking that right down to to the ward level uh, with the ward councillor bringing together religious leaders, uh, traditional leaders uh, in in rural areas and civil society formations to to really up the ante on the communication and education and education side. Um, I, I know we, we're just hopeful that by now everybody knows somebody very close who has not just been infected but actually passed on. It's, I mean, the last two weeks in Kedalene have been quite horrific uh, with, with the death rates, and this is not just in suburbs, this is not just in townships, it's also in rural areas, and uh, we, we must make that message get through. Ravi Pele is the MEC for Economic Development, Tourism and Environmental Affairs in KZN. Let me thank you so much for your time uh, this morning, Mr. Pele. So as you heard there, uh, some of the challenges that uh, the KZN government is facing are purely around compliance, people not doing what they are supposed to be doing. And thanks for uh, for that heads up. Frank in Maritzburg uh, certainly uh, assisted in terms of giving us a better picture of the compliance issues and and where perhaps um, I think ordinary South Africans are, are not playing their part or are not playing their role um, in ensuring that uh, COVID-19 or at least the spread thereof is limited.